0: Episode 34 of Beards, Business, and Balls. This show is presented by Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to start your podcast today. And, of course, by Dugout Creative. For the best concept merch on the market, go to dugoutcreative.com. 15% off your order with code BBBpod. Listen, everybody has that friend that loves baseball merch. It's my cousin for me. So skip out on that expensive Yankee hat or the authentic jersey this Christmas and buy them a comfortable shirt, With a concept logo or a short sleeve hoodie, they are fresh. Go to dugoutcreative.com and use promo code BBBPOD for 15% off anything in the store. Episode 34, Jake Zimmer and Will Tondo. Thanks for listening as always. Great guest this week. Perfect timing, Will, because it is Chris Savage, the creator of Basic Girl Brew Review, and... She's doing some brew reviews for us, too, which is really cool. So excited that we got the chance to chat with her. Yeah, we connected with Chris a few months ago
1: uh, from our friends, Mike Tool over at the Wart Podcast, and we kept in touch. You know, we were working on uh, scheduling an interview, finally got it right before the holidays. It's airing now because we've had some jam-packed guests, and it came to us. You know, we after our conversation, we kept in touch a little bit more, and she decided to write with us create some more beer content for the page and we are so excited to have her uh the first beer that she blogged actually she mentioned on this episode so full circle perfect timing uh very exciting to have her on but yeah i mean we're talking a lot of things craft beer she's over in st louis originally from jersey so or sorry kansas city um but yeah a lot of fun stuff and we hope you enjoy it just as much as we do i think you're right i think it is st louis it is st
0: louis She's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yep. Not a St. Louis Rams fan. We know that. Um, Before we dive in, we review a lot of beers with Chris, so we're going to do the same thing that we did last week with Greg Evola. We're going to hop right into beers. Did you have any good beer this week that you want to plug? Because I know I did. Yeah, I mean, long live,
1: knocked it out of the park yet again. Um, where else did I have? I picked up some beers from all over Connecticut, actually back East brewing. And uh, they had I couldn't get ice cream man, unfortunately, but a whole variety of stuff, which we posted on the Instagram An experimental IPA, a fruited sour, uh, a peanut butter stout, all phenomenal beers. Yeah, and then, of course, Long Live. I mean, Long Live does it again. The they Frozy it Cup, out. The Frozy Cup and the Vanilla Graham were uh, two very, very solid beers. Yeah,
0: Frozy Cup, like, I don't know what variation it was. I think it was the Pie Edition, whatever they called it. And then they came out with something called Jenny Grimm, which was vanilla with graham crackers. That shit was incredible. Go down to Long Live Beer Works. 40 Sprague Street in Providence. That, I mean, my God. they It is winter beer season. It's getting very close to it. It feels like it anyway because um, it's 30 degrees out. So great work from Long Live. Again, I must say. Frozy Cup we'll have to review. We'll do an in-depth analysis on Frozy Cup one of these days because it's so it's like such a far cry off. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a fruit slushy beer. Yeah, it's incredible. We'll get into that at some point one of these weeks. It is a winter selection. So let's go to our conversation with Basic Girl Brew Review. The founder is Chris Savage. Here she is.
1: All right, everybody. With us this week, we have another beer guest. A lot of beer content coming your way. We have Chris Savage all the way out in St. Louis. She is one of the two running the basic girl brewer review account and if you haven't checked them out on social media they are covering all the beers across the country chris how are you doing today
2: i'm doing good how are you guys doing
1: can't complain can't complain i mean we were just talking before the recording you know you're in st louis we're still out on the east coast i mean how's the weather by you we had a uh, 70 degrees and now it's back to 40 i mean it's all over the place but what about on your end of the world
2: yeah. The weather here is insane. It like all last week it was in the seventies and like low eighties. And then today and like yesterday were like fifties, sixties. So the weather is, it like goes up and down and when it gets like really cold then it'll get really hot the next day. So I don't understand it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. We had the day before Halloween, we interviewed uh, someone from NBC sports and she was in uh, California and it was snowing outside here in Rhode Island. and all of a sudden it became, I think it was 78 a couple of days ago. And we're like, what the hell is going on? It's nuts.
2: Climate change, climate change. Oh,
0: oh yeah.
1: So, I mean, Chris is already, you're not going to be able to see the video, but Chris is already cracking open a beer. And as we always do on this podcast, we cheers it off in the beginning. So Chris, tell us what you're drinking first.
2: Um, so I already had the one that I wanted to pop open because I really want to try it. Um, but this one I usually have a rule where I don't drink seasonal beers until like a certain month, like Halloween beers, I normally won't drink until October. And then Christmas beers, I normally don't drink until December. Um, I broke my rule. I already had a Christmas beer because I just had the <laughs> Um, Have you ever heard of Prairie Artisan Ales? They're out of Oklahoma. No. No. Uh, no, yeah. They don't go to the East Coast. So I'm really happy that we get it here in St. Louis. Um, it's called Seasick Crocodile. And they're really known for their sours, and I love sours, so I got a pack of these because I had one and fell in love. So it is a sour ale with cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's insane. Wow. Yeah.
1: So what's the rating on that one?
2: Um, It's a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. I went back the other day and got more, so... (laughs)
1: And they're out of oklahoma so that's not too so they are they generally just in the midwest with uh distribution
2: yeah yeah cool cool
1: and so chris is that
2: more
0: of like is that sounds like a lot of clashing is it too much or what do you think is it the right amount of different flavors
2: um i thought that i was honestly gonna hate it and the guys at the store were like you're gonna love it it's their it's one of their best beers and because like obviously we don't get on the east coast so i've never had it before um it's perfect. <laughs> wow. that's, like When I first took a sip, like my thing is, and if you, Melissa was here, she would say the same thing. Like if I really like a beer, I'll say, whoa, and I won't say anything else. And I said, whoa, like 10 times with this beer. <laughs> um, yeah. You so got, got a 10
1: out of 10 on the whoa scale.
2: Oh yeah. It was, it's it, that scale. It was, it was up there. So.
1: And what are you drinking now?
2: Um, that's what I'm actually, Other. that is what I'm having. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So to start off, I'm drinking, uh, Ricky Weiss, it's a sour ale with raspberry and limes from Night Shift Brewing in Massachusetts. Um, Massachusetts?
0: Massachusetts? Yeah, Night Shift,
1: yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I we just came back from Vermont, and we had we picked up a ton of beer in general because uh, we have in our apartment, we're in Providence, I'm back home for the week uh, in Long Island, but we have craft beer from like all over the East Coast, and we went to Treehouse last year, packed it to the brim, mm. uh, started giving it out because we're like, we just need to make room. And then when we went to Vermont, we just picked up a ton of beer on the way. So a lot from Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont. So this is one that I just picked up out of the fridge. Um, I'm, a big sou- I'm a big sour guy. This one's a little sweet. Um, it's a good color though. I don't have a glass with me, so I can't show, but it's a nice bright color. Uh, I mean, I'll give it a three and a half out of five. So what is that a seven out of 10? yeah so yeah i mean i'm the same thing with you i don't like to drink the seasonal stuff until it's the right time
2: yeah i uh broke my rule but it's okay
0: that's all right that's all right (laughs) but yeah i mean we, we we're all guilty of it at some point i think because i we had a running joke chris where i kept talking about like we'll review a beer every week pretty much and I, for the longest time, I've said my favorite style is like a thick, hazy, New England style beer. And here I was just like drinking stouts in June. I'm like, I'm disrespecting the craft right now, it but <laughs> <laughs> I will go today. So I'm off the point of that, that Will just made. We picked up a ton of Vermont beer. Lawson's Finest Liquids is one of them. Um, Super session number two. We just reviewed that the other day. I'm, I'm actually just finishing this up. This is like incredible. I think it's better than Sip and Sunshine to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so that that gets a four or five out of five for me, which bumps it up to a nine. Um, and right here, we're just talking about Treehouse. Little bit of a seasonal beer. It's called Snow, we're getting there. Um, wheat IPA, it's kind of heavy. I'm gonna crack this open and just live review it if I haven't had this in a while. So, yeah, I love that. So Alyssa's,
2: had, Alyssa's had the Lawsons. I haven't had it and she loved it. She's an IPA girl. She'll drink every IPA. She doesn't like sour. So we're like complete opposite when it comes to beer, which I think is really cool. Cause like when we review them together, um, it's funny. Cause like I'll have a sip of IPA and I'm like, Ugh. like I'll drink it, but only if I'm like three beers in and then I'll have one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So that's a perfect segue. <laughs> so like what type of beers do you like in general?
2: Um, I mean, I'll drink everything, to be honest with you. I come from a background, I was a bartender for 10 years. I come from a background of craft beer um, and nightclub uh, bartending. Uh, so I've gotten to try so many amazing beers and, and especially at the bar that I worked at in New Jersey, we were like one of the first real craft beer bars back in the day, especially uh, I don't know if you know of Asbury Park, New Jersey. That's where I worked. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Um, you know, Bruce Springsteen, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I got to try some amazing beers because I'm actually jealous you guys got Vermont beers because they don't really sell outside of Vermont. Um, so that's amazing. I'm jealous. I wish I could have some right now. Uh, and especially like Maine Beer Co. and all those, all those beers. I have a friend that's actually sending me some of those, which I'm really pumped Ooh. about. Um, yeah. So when I first started in craft beer, I loved like more of like the sweet stuff, which I feel like I've went back to now that I've turned 30. Um, because I can't handle anything anymore. As Will, we uh emailed the other day and I was very hungover uh from <laughs> beers on Sunday. And there oh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't good. Um, but then I got into like the stouts. I was really into stouts and porters for a while, and that's all I really drank. Um, but I also have that rule too, too, where I won't drink them in the summer and they're only fall and winter beers. Like I think I just cracked open my first one like three weeks ago. Um And it's, it's still warm here. So I kind of don't like drinking them when it's still warm. Um, But yeah, so now I've always loved sours because I really like sour candy Uh, and sours. They, I don't know. I've just something about them, I guess, because they taste like warheads to me. Uh, And now that they, sours, I feel like are getting really big and a lot of breweries are making them with different flavors. Like, I mean, this one with cinnamon and nutmeg. Like who would have thought to make a beer like that? Like that's, that's crazy. That's intense. So, um, that's where I'm at now. I think sours are going to be probably my favorite number ones, like forever from here on out. So, yeah.
1: So that's your style. And, you know, we're curious because how we found you was your incredible Instagram uh, presence in the craft beer community. So tell us, you know, first off how you met your, your co-partner Alyssa and how did you come up with this beer account?
2: Um, so Alyssa and I've been best friends since, eighth grade. Uh, I'm lucky enough where I do have that core group of friends from high school that we talk every single day. I'm the godmother of my other best friend's son Um, so I'm really thankful for that and uh, I'm the friend that left and everyone stayed home so I always moved everywhere so I never really got to see I never got to experience a lot with them when we got older like I didn't turn 21 with them like I was working in Atlantic City then they were I went off to college while they stayed home and all that kind of stuff. Then I moved to New York. Um, So when COVID hit, I lost my job, unfortunately. And I had all this time. I wasn't doing anything. And then restrictions here got taken like, we kind of like during summer restrictions lifted and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, when is the next time I'm gonna get to go home? So I booked a one-way ticket home for, and I didn't get a ticket to come back. I was like, I'm just gonna go to the beach and just quarantine with my mom, my best friends. Um, so I went home and I stayed with Alyssa, uh, most of the time. And we were, I don't know, one day we both, she loves beer and I've always knew that she loved beer, but we never really got into like how much we both loved it. So we went to the liquor store one day and I was like, let's just get a bunch of beer and get drunk and review beers. (laughs) And, uh, she was like, okay. So, uh, we got a bunch of beers and we were sitting outside and I said, let's record this. And she she was like and she is not an instagrammer like she doesn't like 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 that kind of stuff so i kind of like forced her into it and like made her made her want to do it um so we were sitting there getting drunk and we were just reviewing beers and i was like we should make a beer review page and call it because like basic girl brew review because we're kind of basic like this is basic and i don't know we kept saying like literally and like what girls do and we were just acting stupid um, so that's how it started. Yeah. And we went on from there. Kind of crazy. Was there,
0: when you guys started this off, was there any early beer review that just really hit with like your crowd that you're like, shit, I, I need to, we need to keep doing this.
2: Um, I feel like I need to look now.
0: <laughs> or any memorable like beer review that maybe was like an aha moment for you guys that kind of was like, oh yeah, this is a niche. This is going to hit.
2: Um, I mean, not not really is that weird to say like no like I've always really been into Instagram I come from the a, fa- a fashion background so I like to like on my own like on my own Instagram I'm always posting outfits and like coming from that world I mean social media is huge um so I kind of knew what to do in order to like garner a following and like get to where we're, we are right now um and she's also really good at it too and then I was like let's just be ourselves like I feel like especially with Instagram, not really with fashion, more with beer. There's like a lot of people on there that they do things. And I'm just like, why are you taking pictures like that? Like, this is just beer reviewing. Like I get like women want to do that and kind of like, they want to show their body parts and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, let's just be ourselves. Like we're basic, we're funny. We like to drink beer and we get drunk. So they're like, our first picture on there is us drunk on a boat. And we're like, like acting stupid. I was like, we just have to be ourselves. And I think that's why people related to it. Um, and then we found a pretty good group of girls and we all just like started talking on there and following each other. And then it started kind of blowing up and we got to like 2000 followers in like two months. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, how is this happening? And she was saying the same thing. She was like, this is insane. Like how are we getting, how is this happening? And I said, I feel like, you know, we're just ourselves. Like people like that. And we're also reviewing beer. So I like seeing, I like seeing women in the, in the beer world because of that. But there are some things that I kind of try to stay away from because I don't agree with a lot of it too. So yeah, there's, it's hit or miss with it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, one of our, your episode will be airing, airing in a couple of weeks, but we uh, just sat down with Nicole Pelletier, who, and the next time you get up to, uh, you know, the New England area, you got to stop in Rhode Island, especially in the fall time. And she is the owner and brewer of uh, Crooked Current Brewery. And she makes the best pumpkin maple beer in the world. Like I, I've only given like four beers on untapped a five out of five. And like, that's one of them. But she had just like a great story of like, how, you know, accepting she is of women in the industry and how she like wants it to expand more and you know you know just be yourself and be honest and just you know everyone enjoys beer you know just be yourself and be able to like showcase that to the world and that's what's like really special so thank you for sharing that too because i think it is important you know there's no need to fake it it's either you like it or you don't and being yourself just like gains the following so much easier
2: yeah. And that's a big reason why I also, I love and hate the fashion industry too, because especially on social media, the fashion industry is just so fake. Um, and that is one reason why I also love the beer industry when it comes to that, because everyone is really supportive of each other. And even though there are maybe like people on there that I don't agree with, with the stuff they do, there's a lot more that I do agree with and that I would love, I follow and that I like what they do and I like what they're there for. So yeah. Um, it's a great community to be a part of and I've always loved it even when I was bartending too so yeah it's fun I like it
1: (laughs) absolutely so I guess um you know through this journey or just in your own you know personal experience with beer what are your some of your favorite breweries or brands that you can just name off the top of your head
2: oh um definitely Prairie Artisan Ales is like probably number one only because their sours are just to die for I wish I could like send them all out throughout the United States because like they're so they're probably some of the best hours I've ever had I actually have another one here too I'll pop open after this one but um and then I really like this brewery called Sudworks Brewery um they're actually based in California but the owners are from St. Louis and that's how I got to know them I uh ran into the rep here and we got talking and he was like, oh yeah, I saw that you tagged us on your on Basic Girl Brewerview. And I was like, oh really? And he was like, yeah, they love you over at Sudworks. And I was like, whoa, cool. Um, that's actually the beer that I popped open before was one of theirs. They make really good smoothie sours. Um, and this one was a peach apricot smoothie sour. Um, and I, lo- it, they're great. They're always so sweet. The rep is amazing. Uh, so they're another one on top of my list um I really like uh have you ever heard of Forgotten Boardwalk they're in New Jersey
1: I have heard of them yeah
2: so it's a woman-owned beer company um and uh she actually started her company at my bar at Brick Wall so wow. Forgotten Boardwalk was started like on napkins while she was drinking beer at my bar um, oh my god yeah so i just i just think that's a really really cool story jamie's jamie's her name and she i i haven't talked to her in forever just because i left jersey so like long ago and from down there um but i love that she's a woman who has a brewery and is killing it out there um and that the fact that she started the brewery literally on napkins at my bar while i was working i think that's just phenomenal so that's
0: nuts and off the cuff what's the best beer you've ever had
2: Oh God, that's really hard. I feel like like I always have to like look at my there's so many.
0: <laughs> I think we're in the same boat, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if I can answer
2: that question, I, but actually, uh, I don't think I can pick. There, okay, so there is how basic is this? And it's really funny that I'm calling it basic because the beer is actually called basic. Um jeez. Oh, it's from a brewery in what brewery is it um nashville it's called tailgate brewery um and they don't distribute outside of tennessee so it's stinks so my friend was in nashville and actually brought this back for me because he was like you have to have this beer it's called basic and it's a pumpkin beer and i thought that my favorite pumpkin beer uh which it still is is pumpkin i mean it's my all-time favorite i'll never not say that it's not southern I, tier yeah it's excellent yeah. Um, they're great uh, my boyfriend and I literally searched for it. Like I bought a pack cause I knew that it goes away in like two days once it's out. But this, this pumpkin beer called basic was absolutely amazing. Like I wanna try that pumpkin maple now that you said that because it just sounds so good. Like so yeah. good.
1: Yeah, And I mean, <laughs> it's unfortunate that the uh, pumpkin season is coming to an end uh, because it's like, okay, you know you can't really crack open a pumpkin beer in like the summer. It's just like, that's a little weird. And like, you could could push it towards November, December, but then there's just like so many other beers coming out as well. And then most of the time they stop producing them once the new year hits anyway. But so with this beer account, you know, right now you're, you're reviewing the beers, both you and Alyssa, uh, you know, you're providing the feedback. You also have the untapped. What does the future hold with this account?
2: We, I mean, we don't really have a plan. I feel like everyone always asks us that. And it's like, um, we're just really going with the flow. Like, I, we just hit like 4,200 followers, which is all organic. It just happened like that. And I, when we hit 4K, I was like, oh my God. And Alyssa had predicted that we were going to get bigger, obviously, by next year. And I mean, we we don't really have a plan for it. it just We just like to drink beer and review it. I mean, I'm not here to like, like, is getting beer cool? Cause some brewery sending beer to us. I'm like, yeah, that's, I love, that's great. I would love to review your beers, but I also don't mind buying beer. Like I want to be able to support it as much as I can. Um, especially in times like this with COVID and not knowing if there's going to be a second shutdown and everything like that, you know, I'd rather support it and pay for it than go on Instagram and think that I can get everything for free. You know, I don't, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I just want to give organic, uh, content, as Instagrammers would say, I don't think of ourselves like that. I always joke around my boyfriend. I'm like, "Your girlfriend's gonna be famous," and he always is like, "Alright, Chris." And I'm really doing it as a joke, but we just like to drink beer and we just like to have fun doing it. So, yeah, that's. I don't. We'll see. I mean, it'll grow. I'm sure it will. But no plans really for anything. We'll see So what off else.
0: that, you've you've taken the organic approach and just doing what you guys like to do of your followers enjoyed more like what if your followers said this is a good idea like I like a lot of this like oh my god Chris and Alyssa do more of whatever or oh shit I hated that was there anything that kind of lines up there
2: um we really haven't had any haters I've had one and he literally told me that my my glass was dirty and I was like okay <laughs> and I was like you're annoying like, I don't I care yeah. <laughs> like, Cool. I'm just. I just got home from working out, like I or like coaching or something. Like I want to have a beer. I don't care if my glass is dirty. Cool. <laughs> it, was like a, it wasn't even a like if it's a if it's a beer that I know like needs like a glass like a good glass. I'll, I'll do that. But um, when we first started it started it all of our friends and people that we like had following us from like home and all of that. They were obsessed with it. Like my mom. We had my mom on it. Like trying to review. She doesn't drink really. She was like reviewing seltzers, it was hilarious. Like even when I left Jersey, like my stepdad was like, send Chris a video and it's him reviewing beer, like a Bud Light. Like he was like playing around and stuff like that. Um, They love it, they think it's fun. Like my friends here in St. Louis, we're lucky enough where the breweries have been open for a while. So we get to like, we during the summer went to them a lot and uh, they were having fun, like playing around reviewing beers and I'm always putting them on basic girl. Um, So it's been really positive. I think, I think like I keep saying, I think it's just cause we're just ourselves. Like we're not trying to be anyone else and we're not trying to like, do we know everything about beer? Hell no. I've forgotten a lot from working with beer. Like I'm still learning a lot. There's words I have no idea how to say. I don't know what ha- how the process sometimes is of making a certain beer or something like that. That's why we're basic girl review. view. We're basic, <laughs> we don't really get it sometimes. So we're still learning. We're still playing around. If we mess something up, we mess it up. So it's just us on there.
1: Absolutely. So, outside of beer, you know, what else do you love to do, or what other passions do you have?
2: Um, well, is number one uh, for sure. I've always I've been in the industry for ten years uh, until COVID hit. Um, but I am very passionate about CrossFit um, and working out. So it's really funny that I drink a lot of beer. Um, I actually just got my Level One certification, so I am a coach now. Um, I am lucky enough that. When I did lose my job, my gym gave me the opportunity to get my level one and I am now working for them. Um, I'm coaching for them and doing um, like customer service stuff for them and their social media and stuff. So it's been good. It's part-time. It's my happy place. It's the place I go to let my stress out. Um, I've been doing it for seven years now and without it, I don't think that I would have ever gotten through COVID. So I, uh, or even still getting through it since it's still very present in everyone's lives so yeah yeah that's my number one that's next to fashion my number one passion is uh, Well, congratulations
0: on the the coaching accolade too that must be great but i i must know you bring (laughs) up a good point why does every single like crossfit or orange theory coach like why do they all love beer so much i don't get it
2: i don't know um (laughs) it's it's I don't know. It's funny because we all do. We all love, like, when we like, all hang out, we go to a beer place to drink. Um, maybe it's, uh, it's like our calories. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our calories, out,
2: our calories come in. So, yeah, uh, that's probably why. And we just like to drink and probably get drunk. That's all. <laughs> yeah. We're Absolutely. One- yeah. I mean, so- he does-
1: who doesn't? Who doesn't? It's so the other half, answer, yeah. It, is, it really is the answer, answer. yeah. Um, so the other half of our podcast, you know, we cover craft beer, we cover business use, and we also do sports entertainment. We're curious to hear from you because you are a Jersey girl, but you're currently in St. Louis. What yeah. are your sports affiliations?
2: Um, I should have went in sports. I love sports. My boyfriend and I fight over it every day. So...
1: Well, he's from Cincinnati, so, like, those are just crap teams.
2: All right. <laughs> Horrible. I think the Bengals, what, got their first win two weeks ago? Sorry, they did. Mark. But we, we love Joe
0: Burrow. We do. Yeah.
2: Hey, they're, they're getting there. Um. So, number one.
0: Wow. Um, wow. Okay.
2: Um. Also, I got to celebrate a blue Stanley Cup, which was really cool. Um. My dad still calls me a trader to this day, but who wouldn't celebrate a Stanley Cup with a team when – you're just moved there. I was like, whatever, I'm gonna do it. So hockey is number one in my life. Um, I'm still very, very, very upset about Henrik Lundqvist. I probably will cry for the rest of my life. Um, We're not gonna talk about that anymore because I get very upset. Uh, Baseball, I'm a diehard Yankees fan.
0: Let's go yeah
2: and uh, um, wait what ha- Sanchez I heard saw something about Sanchez today I, I don't know I'd have to look on my picture they're,
1: they're 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 looking for trades they're looking yeah
2: for- I saw that you're
0: gonna make me chug this out if we keep yeah. talking about Gary Sanchez mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> I'm sorry
2: <laughs> um, but yeah diehard Yankees fan my grandfather probably would come from his grave and tackle me if I said anything else um, but football and everyone's always like, oh, here's the bandwagon. I'm actually a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. I've been Ooh. my whole life. Um, I'm still riding on that high and from the Super Bowl, I cried. I yeah, I yeah, I love them. And people are like, you just like them now because you live in Missouri, but I've been my whole life. You could ask. I got it from my dad. My mom's a Giants fan. Sorry if you guys like the Giants.
0: It's all right. Uh, and <laughs> <yeah>. That's you. Sorry,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, Will. You like the Giants, Will?
1: I unfortunately do, yes. Woo!
2: I'm sorry. Hey, really? no,
1: hey, I had my childhood. I had two Super Bowl runs, you know. I'm I'm okay with that.
2: <laughs> you got to let other people have the fun like the exactly. Chiefs cuz we were there once. So. The Chiefs,
1: yeah. The Chiefs were a hot mess for plenty yeah. of years.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I know so so Chris, I regrettably this year um, is a bad year for my team, which is the New England Patriots. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm not used to this stuff, so I get it now. I'm not, and it's not fun. No way.
2: Whew. You guys, you now you know who it was. It was just Tom Brady the whole time.
0: <laughs> I know, yeah.
2: Oh. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we got Big Red. We got, uh, you know, Patty, uh, Kel- Travis Kelsey. We, it's, I love sports. I can literally talk for sports for hours. I, every Sunday, the sports is on in our house. I'm surprised it's not on right now. I actually said before I was down, we we're downstairs cleaning or doing something. I was like, damn, I forgot football's on tonight. Um, I love it. I, if we go out, it's because I want to go watch a game somewhere. So sports always, always love it. Love that. I I was,
0: I was really hoping you weren't going to say you were a Cardinals fan. I really was. So thank God that you you passed that test.
2: And (laughs) everyone loves them. And I'm like, Mm -mm. i'm okay i can't
0: fucking stand the cardinals let's get that out there (laughs) i can't
2: and it thanks too because this summer the yankees were actually going coming to st louis and playing the Cardinals. we were going i was going to go to all the games and then everything got canceled
0: i was right with you i was going to go see yankees cubs in the bronx and those are my two favorite teams in any sport and the baseball guys just had to rip that out of me you know it was it's tough
2: Stop being... So sad i'm still trying to go to a chiefs game i want to but with everything going on i even said the other day i was like for my birthday do you want to go and, I, he, and he's a good sport because he's a Bengals fan and a reds fan and they're just horrible oh man um, so he will like come with me and he'll sit there the whole time probably hating his life but um, <laughs> i was like do you want to go and then i was like oh, we probably shouldn't there's no point to go to a game right now we can just watch it on tv
1: how many fans can go to uh, arrowhead
2: I think right now it's very, I think it was like 16,000.
1: Wow. I mean, still, still a lot though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When I watch video, when I watch like the mic'd up ones, I think Patrick Mahomes, they had Patrick Mahomes mic'd up the other day. And he even said, too, he was like, even with 16,000 people, it's still so loud in here because it's the loudest stadium in the NFL. Best experience yeah. of my life was Arrowhead. I have to admit, if you guys ever can get there, even not being a Chiefs fan, like, it was the best ex- It was better than going to Madison Square Garden and watching the Rangers, and that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean. That's a hell of an allegation yeah. right there. Now that, that got my wheels turning inside, because, like, Madison Square Garden is pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, and I've been to a lot of Rangers games. I've been to a lot of playoff games, and I have to admit, Arrowhead was above it.
0: that's that's nuts and that's actually that's been like a thing for a bit people have been saying that and I, i just i don't think i can wrap my head around that i think i'm right with you will it's like how does how do the kansas city chiefs have the best game environment pretty much in the entire nation right now it's crazy
2: i know i know and we we had gotten tickets um we went to a Raiders Chiefs game. It was like two days for my birthday. It was a December 30th game. And my birthday is January 2nd. And we were here in St. Louis. We weren't living here yet. So we came for Christmas. And I was like, I'm getting Chiefs tickets for my birthday. And I got them. We were like six rows from the field. Um, and it was the, it was the game that Travis Kelsey, he like hit like a world record and then Kittle hit it right after he did. And then I think Patrick Mahomes threw his like something... I forget what touchdown it was, but it was insane in there. It was packed. It was great. I loved it.
1: So if you have to choose, you know, out of the three teams that you have, who would you prefer to win the next championship? You can only have one. I mean, right now the Chiefs are like the clear favorites, the Yankees, I think next year could probably be that year. The Rangers, you know, we have a, one of our good friends is a huge Rangers fan. And he's always saying like, oh, we got the first overall pick. We have all this capital. Like we're going to be great and great. If you can only have one of those teams win a championship in the next five years, who would you prefer?
2: Um, so I have now seen the chiefs win. I have now seen the Yankees win plenty of times, it would by far be the Rangers. I would, I would fly home and pay the money to go to a game because that's how much I love them. Just yeah. to say- I think that's, yeah, that's a logical
0: choice because we kind of, and Will and I haven't seen as many championships as you, we've been like alive for them, but not really. So we're like kind of craving Yankees, like yankees hardware pretty much but the rangers holding that cup i think that's one of the things that is a little bit miraculously under the radar kind of everywhere it's like that's the last team that people like their fans want them to win a championship that you think of but it makes perfect sense
2: yeah i i just don't know how i would feel them winning it without lunquist so like that's like my biggest thing and he had posted the other day my friends that i always went to games with he sent me his Instagram post and it was his pads for the Capitals and I like lost it. I was like, I can't oh, wow. right now. Yeah,
1: especially him going to the Capitals. It's like, like he couldn't even stay out of the, like get out of the division
2: of all the teams. Like- <laughs> it's the fucking
1: Caps. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible.
0: That's like, that's astonishing that he did that. But you know, hey, money know.
1: talks. Money talks. Yeah. Money talks. So we're coming into our closing minutes. A couple more quick questions before we yeah. uh, let you go and promote your stuff. So going back to the beer, are there any breweries that you have on your radar that you want to check out or any beer that you've you know, had people uh, comment to you and say like, hey, you should try this if you get your hands on it. Is there anything that you really, really want to try?
2: Um, So I just had the Tailgate Brewery. They actually, um, coincidentally, re- are sending me beer right now. Um, I don't, I forget which one it is but I'm really excited to try it. Um, I can't wait to review it. Uh, but I also have in my fridge, I just reviewed one of the Omnipolo Bianca's that they just had out. Um, it was a, uh, the Blueberry Maple Lasse, I'm saying this totally wrong, it's because I don't know how to even pronounce it. Goose or however you say it. Um, and it was insane. So I also have another one in my fridge that I have never had. So I'm really curious to see what that one tastes like. Um, And I'm going to probably have it as like a dessert beer this time around, because that last one was so intense and so heavy that I wish I would have had it after I ate dinner and I didn't. Um, So that one I'm really excited for. And I really, like when I come home, I really want to get Alyssa to uh, go up to Vermont Vermont with me. And I really want to go to like some breweries out there on the East Coast. Um, So yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I'm always excited to try all new beers. It's really cool out here. Cause when I was home, we went, we got some beer from, you know, Jersey breweries and we went to some breweries that were out outside like in the summer and stuff. But the Midwest, everything out here is brand new to me. So whenever there's new breweries I'm, and like stuff at the craft beer cellar where I get all my stuff, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And everyone's like, oh, that's been out for a while. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. So I get to try it for the first time. So I think that's great.
0: What's a place in the East that you want to shout out or that comes to mind, whether it's Jersey, whether it's New York, Somewhere in New England? Is there anywhere that stands out that you kind of want to give a shout out to?
2: Um, Shipbottom Brewery in LBI. Uh, they are amazing. They're so sweet to us. Um, Alyssa goes there a lot more than I do. We went there a lot when I was home. Uh, they have great beer. Uh, in the summer, they have a beer garden. I think their beer garden is still open and they just opened another location too in Jersey. I just forget where. And the beer garden is right on the water out there and it's just beautiful and they're just so sweet. And they're always talking to us on social media. We're always talking about beer on there, so they're great. So if you guys are ever in Jersey or anyone's ever in Jersey, you should stop by there, even though it's kind of out on the island and stuff like that. But they're amazing. They're small, and yeah, love them.
1: Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. We really, yeah. really appreciate it. Um, for our listeners, you know, where can they follow your content? Where they can? Where can they follow along on social media? And anything that you want to share, the floor is yours
2: um basic girl brew review follow us on on instagram uh and that's really it guys i don't really have anything else everyone just have a great weekend and drink a lot of beer that's all i gotta say drink some good that's
0: that's damn good advice that's some of the best advice we've had on the show
2: (laughs) i say that after every one of my classes on fridays whenever i coach tell me what beer you have and have a good weekend
1: (laughs) awesome chris well thank you so much we appreciate it stay safe have a great holiday and uh, we'll keep in great. touch. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Chris.
2: Yeah, you too. Bye guys.
1: And that was just Chris Savage yet again from the basic girl brew review. Check them out on Instagram. Check her out on the blog as well. Um, we're happy to have her on the team and we love all the craft beer content. Uh, one of the reasons why we started the podcast, obviously you can get your business news and sports content anywhere in the world. And we add that, um, throughout the show and throughout our writings, but it was all about the beer. I mean, the craft beer is an industry that is not very utilized in terms of media. And, you know, we discovered her on Instagram and she's been killing it and we're trying to, you know, build this great partnership. So very excited to have her on the team.
0: And what a story too. She basically, as we know, just started reviewing beer for fun with her friend and as a joke, right? And this turned out to be like, now she's got a a platform to talk about um, beer reviews and people are going to take her seriously. I mean, like, that's that's not a knock on her work whatsoever. It's just I'm sure that she would not have thought, and she's been open with us. She wouldn't have thought that it would have ended up um, writing and reviewing beer. So we're gassed up that she's with us and got a lot more beer content coming, which I'm very excited about for sure. Rounds out a nice portfolio of beer reviewers like us, the uh, Boston Beer Guy, Ryan Denson. So if you like beer... Keep reading our blog, folks. Let's talk some business news now. Airbnb is IPOing. This has been in talks for quite some time, and they allegedly will hit the market on Thursday. Uh, they had a share price raise this week. They were going to IPO at $56 a share, and then all of a sudden they go, nah, we're going to do $60. They were working with the SEC, they were working with their investment bankers, and looks like 60 is the price that they're going to go to market at $42 billion valuation. That means, um, this is very interesting. This is one that it could be a cash cow like Tesla is, or we don't really know what the alternative, just a stagnant kind of climb. But one thing's for sure. I think we know Airbnb is going to make money. The question is, do you buy it now or do you wait on it? It's, I mean, it's definitely going to
1: shoot up high. And it's going to be one of those, you know, volatile stocks. It's definitely going to, I believe, take a dip. Um, But Airbnb is into play and they're going to be one of those stocks where you want to own in some point of time because it's going to shoot up. And it's really interesting to see them, you know, with this, uh, you know, what was it? $4 billion valuation, almost $5 billion valuation. Yeah. They
0: started off, it's now closer to around three, but they think they can raise a ton more with this. Yeah. I
1: mean, year to date, they're already nursing around $700 million in loss. And that's just obviously because of the pandemic. But when you think about Airbnb as a product, as a service rather, they are going to climb out of this faster than hotels because You when you when you're traveling, you know travel is not going to return back to that pre-COVID normalcy until 2023, 2024, maybe even 2025. I think we're
0: looking into more of that. Yeah, which is
1: which is awful to see. But hotels are one of those places where they're not going to be able to offer the same services as they were in the past, and no one really wants to go to the hotels. I mean, even though they're offering ridiculously low prices, but Airbnb is a place where you, a loved one, a group of friends, a family can go and just stay at a home that no one else is going to be around. So your social distancing is checked off. You're probably saving a little bit of money because, you know, to have four five, six, seven beds in a hotel is going to cost you hundreds of hundreds of dollars when you can go to a weekend away with a group of friends and only spend around 150 to $200 a person for these big places. So in, long, in short, you know, Airbnb is definitely a, a stock that is definitely worth ta- uh, taking a look at, but you make a good point. I think it's going to shoot up heavy this week and this month. Um, it'll probably see a dip come January or February, but then it'll go right back up.
0: You look at pre-IPO and what we know about the state of tourism right now in relation to the market, there's... Close to no long term confidence. Although we've seen short, you know, climbs and falls of recovery for sure with new news about vaccines and deals on bookings and those kinds of statistics. But pre IPO, they raised from 44 to 50, and then they raised it again. So even before IPOing, Airbnb has shown. Close to a $16 increase. So that alone, and I understand this is not the market reacting to it. So that's not indicative of the market, but that has to be promising in some way. That's
1: what I think. I think Airbnb is just, everyone's very bullish on it. And it's one of those, I mean, again, with any stock, or with any company, you got to be very, you know, conservative in terms of just like how much you want to put into it and how much is going to grow or fall. But it's just, it's so hard to tell with these, these, very niche markets. And we're talking about travel, although it is a preferred method of traveling, like in the hosting aspect, it's just one of those things where it's like, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring. No. Um, And if we have another lockdown, you know, many states are in pauses right now. and You don't know what the new administration is going to come and what the numbers are going to look like in January. A lockdown will kill them, but in a long, long, long term, you know, goal or a long, long term in mind, Airbnb, I would say, is one of those safer stocks in the long term, in the short term. Get ready for a wild ride. Well,
0: I think so too. And I think it falls into that disruptive tech category where people just buy it to own the name. Like they're doing with Tesla. And Tesla is another story because they have, you know, so much more market cap and valuation than someone like this or Uber does. But even still... It's an excellent point. I think it's, you, you have Airbnb to say you had Airbnb, you ride the wave until 70, 80, 90, maybe even a hundred bucks. Uh, who knows when that'll happen. But, And an, another good point is if it goes down to under 50, if the vaccine gets halted, if people, if there's more news that comes out and say, hey, we're getting another freaking wave. People, the, you know, the homeowners are responding negatively. Way down, right? Things to think about. Things to think about. And you talk about Tesla, I mean obviously two different categories Hooking.
1: but in the
0: past month they're up 48%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there Airbnb's also not making electric trucks and autonomous trucks but
1: no just know. wanted to point it out there though if sorry if you didn't get on Tesla Back in the low <laughs> when it was in the 300s, because now it's almost $700.
0: I keep buying Tesla. Like, I, I'll buy Tesla when I think it's like, eh, you know, it's it's kind of dipping right now. I'm going to see what happens, and then it shoots way up, and I sell it, and then I do the same shit again, and I buy it at a higher price. Like, I've bought Tesla and sold it probably four times. It's going to keep getting higher with the S&P 500
1: edition coming in the end of uh, Q4. Um, and speaking of the S&P 500... Uh, they didn't have a great week compared to the market in general, or a great opening. This, we're recording Monday for Tuesday, but the NASDAQ was up 55 points. Uh, usually a uh, Monday blues, you would say, but not this week. So <laughs> Monday blues. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to watch out. I mean, it's always, it's it's a dangerous game. Q4, you know, it's the end of the year. Uh, you know, all of those final reportings are coming out, and... It could be either really great for companies or really, really bad.
0: Well, and now now there's the argument to be made that you take your profits in December and you hop out January, February when people do start reporting Q4 earnings. And because you don't know what kind of factors are put. Well, let me rephrase. We know what factors might be at play. It's um, a, probably going to be a Joe Biden presidency. It's probably going to, uh, there's probably going to be talks of, you know, stimulus and more money getting into American people's pockets. But how does that translate into people buying stocks, people supporting the companies that are publicly traded? So these are the things we just don't know and won't know for at least a few months. So it's another good point. So keep your eyes on Airbnb. Airbnb. Watch out for DoorDash as well, who's also IPOing. We'll probably talk about them next week uh, because the combined two of those IPOs are scheduled. If they IPO on the target, Airbnb and DoorDash are going to break a record uh, for the most IPOs or the most value of IPOs in one month. Um, that that's huge. So keep that on the back burner. We'll have more on that. Off to balls, we had. A weird week 13. There were some big upsets, but I don't think any more high profile than the Giants beating the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, 17-12 to sounds like a a shitty baseball game score. And just like that, the Giants are starting to emerge as not even a contender for the playoffs, but like a surefire division victor.
1: I would say so. I mean, from Sunday at 7 p.m., until about Monday, 9 p.m., this Giants win was huge. Mm-hmm. This was electric. I mean, the Giants without Daniel Jones had themselves a day. Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris just collected yards. Um, <laughs> what world is this where Alfred Morris is scoring two touchdowns? Not only
0: that, but Colt McCoy handing the ball off to Alfred Morris. Is this 2011? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck the is same, going on? They were on the
1: same team on the, on the Washington Redskins. My bad. My apologies. Well, that was the Redskins yeah, yeah. back in 2014. Yep. And, uh, yeah, this was Colt McCoy's first win in six years. Uh, he did exactly what he had to do. He almost had a near-perfect game. Wait, but that's a
0: thing. It was his first win in six years? That's yeah.
1: crazy. His last start in, like, four. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well. But, yeah, I mean, the Giants performed well. The defense is serious. The run game is serious. A couple minor things to fix, but they are looking good. And the reason I say I was excited for this win up until 9 p.m., Washington, <laughs> speak of the devil... Upset the Steelers big time on Monday Night Football. It uh, doesn't really mean anything for the Steelers. I mean, the perfect season's over, but no one really cares about that unless you're winning the Super Bowl. Uh, the Wash Washington, though, however, is right back in the mix with uh, the Giants for the top of the NFC East. What are they? A game back or two? They're technically tied, but the Giants oh. the Giants have the advantage because they won. Well, they beat them twice. They beat them twice. So the Giants are still in first, shared first, if you want to say. The Giants' remaining schedule is the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys, while the Washington's remaining schedule is the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Panthers. He did that all from memory. (laughs) So (laughs) if you're looking at that, I mean, it's kind of equal. It is kind of equal, and now it becomes more pressured. filled I was hoping that the Washington team was going to lose this week. <laughs> Washington yeah, <team. laughs> I, I, you, you can't even, like, it's so weird just to say Washington football team, Washington. You, you want can't to say, say the, the yeah, football team either. Yeah, it's just weird. But Washington, good for them. That's a huge win. You know, Good shout-out to Alex Smith. Shout-out to Riverboat Ron. Um, but it makes things a lot more interesting and a lot more pressure is put on the Giants rather than Washington. So, who knows? Um but if the giants do make the playoffs i can i like the i like this team kind of like in like 2008 and 2011 where they came in as like the wild card dogs on a hot streak just going off so you never know you never know especially after watching the chiefs play against the broncos you know uh, if that if that's a matchup in the super bowl and the giants are on a win streak running away i mean don't count them out that'll be a gambler's heaven covering I, the spread uh,
0: i am I'm terrified of a Giants-Pats Super Bowl again. The Pats. For- <laughs> oh, my God. No, This the, episode's over. The Pats are not making the playoffs. Um, they're not but, out of it, but they're not. Because right. Especially with the Bills. I mean,
1: we don't know what the score of this 49ers-Bills game is, but the Dolphins are 8-3 alongside with the Bills. Um, and the AFC, I mean, think about all the other teams that now are fighting for that playoff spot. You have the Browns winning and, same with the, and the Steelers up, so therefore the Ravens are a team that are still in the hunt. The Titans obviously lost, but they're still in the hunt because the Colts are hot. And then you have the Dolphins. So that's your three teams right Mm -hmm. there. Or I'm sorry, I actually know the Ravens wouldn't be in because the Browns would be in. So that's true. One of those four teams will not be in the playoffs in the Browns, Ravens, Dolphins, and Titans.
0: Yeah, the AFC is a very top-heavy league. There's a lot of parity between the... The top and the bottom because you have teams like that are absolute dumpster fires like the Jaguars and the Jets that are <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of good teams in the AFC and then some very, very shitty teams. There's not really like any mediocre teams. I mean, I guess you throw like the Broncos in there, but um, it's going to be weird. The Patriots have to win out. Basically, first of all, they have to win every single game for this to even be a thought. So let's let's get that done first. Um, we'll we'll talk some contenders and pretenders here. The Cleveland Browns, man, they, I had been suspect on them for a while. I don't think I had ever officially declared my opinions here on the show. I think they are legit. That win over the Titans who just whopped the Colts. That made me reconsider. Shout out John Fanta. They're nine and three. Fanta was having a couple beers after the game from Great Lakes. He was on cloud freaking nine with the cleveland browns and i think that they (laughs) big cat from barstool said it right on twitter the other day that version of the browns looked like a super bowl team it did now i'm not saying the browns are a super bowl team what they showed us on sunday was a super bowl team playing and
1: that's it i mean the titans are no slouch um they haven't been hot. They're definitely very streaky. They just lost to Davian Clowney, which is unfortunate, but...
0: I wouldn't say they haven't been hot, though, because they just came off that big win against the Colts. But,
1: op- no, but their offense is hot. Their defense is not.
0: Right. Their, their defense is a train wreck right and now. And again,
1: though, yeah, the Browns scored 38 points in the half, in the first half, which is yeah. incredible, but then they only scored
0: three in I the know. second half. It was 28-3 to three, Titans in the second half. That's a little alarming, to be honest. 28 or 38? 28. It was 14 in the third and 14 in the fourth. Okay, so they
1: scored 28, not 38. But again, Mm -hmm. 28 points, and then they almost goose-egged it and only won by three. That's not a good sight to see. Yeah, they got the win away. You know, you have Nick Chubb. Baker, when he's hot, he is hot. But you got to close out games, and that almost snuck away by them.
0: It's a little alarming. I think that probably got to them, and now hopefully they won't do it again. Um, And... Mm -hmm. I don't really care what they do. I'm really not a fan of the Browns or an AFC threat to my Patriots who will not be in the playoffs, but that's where my mind is. So I like the Browns and what they did this week. Shout out them. Uh, time to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. They fell off the trust tree for us very early this week or this year. And I think they started 6-2 and two and they're on a four-game losing streak. Is that right? Is my math right? It was either 6-2 and two or 6-3. and three. They're in a
1: three-game losing streak.
0: Three-game losing streak. So they were 6-3 and and then proceeded to lose the last three against teams that, you know, I mean, the Rams are good. They lost to the Pats. And did they lose to the Seahawks before that? They did. Uh, The Dolphins a couple weeks before that. I mean, this is a team that I'm concerned. I don't know if Kyler's healthy right now. He certainly isn't looking like it. And the defense is just awful. We've learned that the Arizona Cardinals have an awful defense. That's, talk about things that are alarming, that's at the top of the list for me with them.
1: Yeah, I don't like the Cardinals. I don't like the Cardinals. Um,
0: Ever since they didn't cover against the Jets in like week three or four. (laughs) They lost to the
1: Lions too. I mean, they're so streaky. Yep. Um, It's funny because my, this is your pretender, my pretender is the NFC West. (laughs) I patched them all in. How do you come from being one of the top divisions in the league to every week you don't know who is winning? I mean, yeah, granted it was a Rams-Cardinal game this week and the Rams are playing phenomenally well and they're, you know, catching stride and figuring out what's working. But the Seahawks look awful. The Cardinals look awful. The Rams game wasn't even like... That was back and forth and it had a lot of sloppy play too. And then the 49ers, I mean, they are actually a good team that is just... Filled with the injury bug. I mean, I think they had like seventeen guys on the reserve injury list or done for the season. Mm-hmm. So like, and Jimmy, good for them still being competitive. But that
0: that whole division is just what the hell. I don't know the whole Western um, portion of the United States too. I mean, the AFC West. You had the Broncos held their own. The Raiders looked atrocious. He almost lost against the Jets. The New York football Jets. Greg Williams decided to go an all-out blitz, and that's the reason they won. That's the reason the Raiders won the football game is because their tired-ass, bounty-hunting defensive coordinator sent, like, six guys at the quarterback on a Hail Mary. What the fuck are you doing? And that is why he got (laughs) fired, and the (laughs) tank is
1: still on. He is
0: no longer there. Yep. Goodbye, Greg Williams. If you end up on the Pats, would I be horribly disappointed i would not but please take a break and check yourself that's talking jets uh who's your contender my contender is going to be the saints yeah um
1: they just clinched the first they just clinched the playoffs not the first seed yet they're 10 and 2 without drew Brees. um i still think that jason uh jameson jameson winston James James Winston it there there is. Jason Jamison. James <laughs> Jason, Jason Winston, I yeah. like that. James Winston should have been the starter, but Tyson Hill is holding his own and performing. Um, Michael Thomas is heating it up, but that defense is pretty solid and the defense has always been a, uh, not their strongest suit on the Saints. Um, and like again, they're yeah, you can say like oh, was that was that was a close game against the Falcons, but you these inner these inner division these di- these sorry, these division Matt yeah, No holds barred in these. It's, it's anything like can happen. Anything can happen because they have the most film, they have the most familiarity. Um, I mean you could just saw that with the Chiefs and the Broncos. It's like the Chiefs should have destroyed that team. And then when you're playing
0: game. right, and when you're playing in the dome in Atlanta too, it's yeah. it's different but because I, the they the Falcons seem to do really well at home. I don't think the records translate over, but they look more comfortable. Matt Ryan's making passes, yeah. all that stuff. Because I, I
1: like the Saints a lot right now um they're kind of like my 1a in the nfc my 1b would be the packers but the packers are kind of like you know aaron Rodgers is just playing playing lights out he's having
0: one of the best years of his career he's i don't get it
1: he's probably he's a definitely an mvp candidate but you just don't know like the packers are like how do you like come close with the eagles like that you gotta like games like that too it's like you know there, that should be just a, a walk in the park. Especially after what they did to the Bears the week before. Yeah. So I'm going to say the Saints for this week, but there's still a few more weeks left, and no one knows what the playoff picture is looking like.
0: Saints have an interesting road. So they have the Eagles, which, you know, they, on paper, they should steamroll in Philly. But then Who, they have the no, Chiefs. Who they play last week? This week? Well, it was the Falcons this week, I'm saying.
1: Oh, you're saying the Saints?
0: Yes, the Sorry. Saints. Yep. So the Saints have. The Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, and Panthers. That's a tough road. It's, it's tough, for sure. The middle of that is very tough. And actually, the Panthers won't roll over for them in Week 17. They absolutely will not. Matt is going to send everything they have at the Saints trying to stop an RPO offense, which he knows how to defend. Matt Rule's a college guy. He's been doing this for a while. So, I think the, the Packers and the Saints are going to be very interesting teams to watch. So, I think the Saints are... I'm right with you as a contender there. Um, And I hope Drew Brees comes back and can possibly win a Super Bowl and just ride off his career.
1: I hope so too. Because I think Drew Brees' time is done, unfortunately, and it's sad
0: to say, but I hope he gets at least a ring out of it. This man broke 11 ribs and he's still on the sidelines cheering on his team. Yeah. good for you, Drew Brees. Uh, Week 14 is going to be pretty interesting. We like the board, so we'll tell you about it as the week goes on. NBA news and then we'll wrap up. Russell Westbrook is a Washington fucking wizard. If we had told you that at the start of the offseason, I I wouldn't have just believed you at all, first of all. The fact that John Wall was collateral for Russ Westbrook is kind of terrifying. Because John Wall is old as hell with a massive contract. Like, if you're going to have big contracts with point guards, why not just have the better one? Why does that trade even happen? Like, I get it. Russ wants out of Houston. He doesn't want to be there. The team's disbanding. They're going to rebuild. Yada, yada, fucking yada. But then you get John Wall as part of your rebuild? I don't know, man. I think that's a silly move for the Rockets. I hate the Rockets because
1: I hate the whole, I want to get traded, and then the team goes in a business standpoint. Oh, they bend over backwards. They bend over backwards. It's like clearly obviously something wasn't working and like they fired Dan, uh, Dan Tony and he's no, no longer part of the team. And (laughs) rip, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook can be a phenomenal top three front court in the NBA. And what is this one season? And they gave up on it. It was the same with Chris Paul one season and they gave up on it. Like that's just like such a disastrous, toxic franchise. And Am I a little salty as a Knicks fan that a trade didn't happen? Yeah, sure, but... I would have loved John Wall in be, the Knicks uniform. No, no, fuck John Wall. <laughs> Stop with the John Wall shit, because he is old, he has a torn Achilles, he hasn't been good in years, and he has a fat contract, so why are we going to do that? It's more of a
0: hope. I'm not serious no, by any means. No, I'm talking
1: name. about Russell Westbrook to the Knicks, and here's my reason why. What should have happened? The, the Houston Rockets are a cash-strapped organization. They are relying on fans and tickets and all of this stuff... And look at how much money they have tied up in, in these players. James Harden, fat contract. Russell Westbrook, fat contract. <laughs> Russell Wilson has a fat contract too, though. PJ, P.J. Tucker. Yeah. They had to pay some money for Clint Capella to ship him out. Um, That's true. That's a good point. And there's one other player that is escaping off the top of my head. I mean, Boogie. Well, no, no, no. This is before all the trades and yeah. agencies. They had so much money in five players, and get get, and they haven't made a Western Conference Finals in years, let alone move past that. Why the hell wouldn't you, in a franchise, go, okay, what can the Knicks offer me? If you're going to say, you know, for money purposes and players and stuff. Julius Randle, solid power forward. Um, he'll put, give you a double-double, reliable guy, doesn't get hurt. He's nothing special, but he gets the job done. Two or three young, ready prospects or players, i.e., Kevin Knox, DSJ, Frank, DSJ, um, any of the expiring contracts that you would have just traded and waived, so you have all this cap space. You know, at the time, Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, and a two, one or two first round picks from the Knicks, who again. You don't know if they're going to be that much better with Russell Westbrook, but they could. But it'll still be middle of the road. That's a rebuild. You trading for a 2023 first-round pick, okay, and John Wall does nothing for you. It makes your organization worse. You're trying to keep James Harden, and you're not going to do it. Yeah, James you Harden is just going to be pissed. He hasn't even showed up to practice. He's spending all his money and. In- doing shit in Las Vegas, and you see John Wall actually, like, gets there and, like, working his ass off, and James Harden has been a no-show.
0: He's the Dennis Rodman of our time, but far less unspoken, or outspoken.
1: It's like James Harden, you're not that good, dude. You have an MVP and a six-man of the year and, like, an Olympic gold medal, but... Dennis you, Rodman. That's it. That's yeah,
0: you No know, rings. <laughs> that's true. Dennis Rodman had rings. Harden really doesn't. Harden hasn't even been close to... the only no. time. The, the only time he's been close to a ring was with OKC. yeah. What was that? He was closer with OKC to getting a ring than this
1: supposed super team. So, I don't know. Russell Westbrook, like, I mean, that's going to be a phenomenal front court with him and Bradley Beal. They have young talent, too, with Rui Hachimura, and they just got that Israeli dude. Um, Rui's going to be good. So, they're a good team. They're they're a good team. It makes the East a lot more interesting. Doesn't really push them to a contender, I would say. I'd say they're a competer, not a contender, but... The the Houston Rockets, they are done. You're going to... You're not either... And then now they're coming out saying, oh, James Harden, we're going to want a all-NBA slash all-star player, multiple first-round picks, and p- prospects and, and uh, players. I'm sorry, like, not many teams can give you that. And, like, they're saying these crazy trades for the Nets. Like, that's just going to... Like, why would the Nets even do that? Why would the Nets even do that? Well,
0: my question... And I want to knock the Rockets, I hear you. But my question is, Russell Westbrook, not really happy in OKC, Requests a trade. He wants to go play for Houston. A couple years go by, Russell Westbrook still ain't happy. Is the Washington Wizards, or are the Washington Wizards going to make him happy? Because I can't say with confidence that he's now in a better position to win an NBA Finals than he was in Houston. So it's a matter of can this guy ever get what he wants or is he just being a dick to everybody? He is. I mean, think about it. The Rockets were fourth in the West. With they were good. They were very primed you to know, win.
1: They were, there are were a couple missing pieces and a new coach to like at least compete with the Lakers, right? Maybe even be a two seed and not have to face them to the Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals. You go to the East, and now I don't think you're even the fourth seed there. No. No, they, they were
0: almost... They might have been a dead last last year.
1: No, I'm talking about with Westbrook now, right? So it's like okay, right, right. So after all the moves in the draft said and done and in no particular order, my teams above them are the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, um the Heat. So right there you have four teams. So you're already the fifth in the East. Maybe. That yeah, that's even. A, you know and like stretch. even like cuz you got to think maybe the Hornets might show up this Hornets year. The Hornets could show up. Um the, you know the Pacers and the yeah, Pacers are going to be legit. Toronto, Toronto, eh, Toronto, kind of fell, but they're
0: still well, going to be. Still, a playoff I think they're team, higher like, than the Wizards are.
1: So, congratulations! You just bought yourself
0: a first-round knockout against the Celtics of the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be weird. I hope Russ finds what he wants. I do. I'm a realist though, and this is. I don't think he's going to be happy in Washington. I think this is going to end poorly for everybody. So, hopefully John Wall can have some kind of productivity out in Houston. And you just got to wish him well. John Wall's getting close to the end of his career. Maybe he has a couple more years left in him. I don't know. We'll have to find out. He certainly has a lot of money owed, though. So, we're going to see. Hopefully, the NBA starts on time in a couple of weeks. And whether it's in a bubble or not, we have no idea. You'll be the first to know when we do. Do we have anything for Positivity Corner? After what was kind of a hostile <laughs> NBA conversation. yes. Yeah, so
1: uh, I know there's a huge debate between Duncan and Starbucks between, in terms of your favorite coffee provider. Um, but Starbucks, solid stock, up 2.5% this week. They are giving out free coffee to frontline responders in the month of December, including mental health workers, dental, and janitorial staff. Uh, they announced this week that they will that will offer a free tall-brewed coffee, hot or ice, to all frontline responders in every U.S. Starbucks store throughout the month of December to show appreciation for those keeping our community safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. So from now through December twenty first, uh, 31st, any customer who identifies as a frontline worker, so we have doctors, nur- nurses, public health workers, pharmacists, dispatchers, firefighters, anybody in the front line. Uh, protecting our communities and our citizens during this uh, crazy, unprecedented times, to receive a free coffee. And they also have donated over uh, millions of dollars to support the frontline workers through delivery of personal protective equipment, essential medical items, care packages, handwritten letters. Um, so they've been a huge advocate of helping those who are helping us. And this is just a nice gesture to show um, their gratitude towards all the people risking their life. So that's a, that's, you know, that's positive. We're coming down to the end of the year. Uh, You know, we started this podcast in April, always wanted to talk about the positive stuff. It's crazy that it's already December now, but it's good that a huge, huge uh, company and corporation like this is still doing the little things just to make sure that, uh, you know, people feel appreciative.
0: I agree. That's a very nice gesture. So if you know a frontline worker, please tell them about this because I, this is the first I'm hearing of it. So go tell a healthcare worker, tell them they can get a free coffee at Starbucks. I think, is that going until the end of December, right? End of December. End of December. And that, that's very good stuff. I'm glad Starbucks is doing this. Their stock price has gone up, like you said. So that's uh, some real wonderful stuff. That's really all we have for this week and other Positivity Corner news. Shout out Jess Kleinschmidt. Happy birthday. Uh, Yeah, that's it. So Jess is doing some really cool stuff with Corked Up and Bok Talk. She just had Doc Emmerich on Bok Talk. We had her on episode 29. Go check it out. Blogs per usual. We're cooking on the blog. We've got Chris. She's going to do some beer content for us. She had a killer first review. Go on and click beers when you get to the blog, and you will find all of her beer content and all of ours. That's it for episode 34. Catch us next week. That's Will. I'm Jake. So long, folks. Take it easy.